Easy does it. Your cool guide to investing. You are going to make mistakes and the younger you make mistakes, the, the smaller those mistakes would be in financial terms and the faster you will learn. So first of all, well done. Secondly, really understand what you are investing in and you know, ETFs are a great option if you want to get invested but, but don't have the know-how or the will to understand and research companies, ETFs are great. You know, it's it's access to the markets, low fees, and it's just managed for you. It's it's a great accumulator. But if you want to invest in individual companies, try to understand as much as you can. You know, any research won't hurt you. Try to understand the industry, try to understand the company, research what other people are saying, if there's any news articles or other post articles or stock updates or anything like that. Welcome to Easy Does It, a podcast by Easy Equities, where we simplify money and investing. No jargon, no complications, your cool guide to investing. Easy. Thank you so much for pressing play on the Easy Does It podcast, your cool guide to investing. My name is DJ at large, and I can't believe it that we've officially passed the 180,000 download mark. So thank you so much to everybody across the 152 countries who take the time to press play, rewind, and tune into the podcast. I truly do hope that the podcast has helped you along your journey to owning the market. So keep listening. Listening, give us your feedback, send us all your burning investment questions. In fact, I recently received one uh, on, uh, on Twitter around investment strategies. So if you are new to the world of investing, how do you create an investment strategy? Is it supposed to be long term? Is it supposed to be short term? Can I simply just copy what other people are doing? Do I, do I speak to my financial advisor? What do I do? What on earth is it? So to help us, I've decided to invite the CEO and founder of the me app Hugo Van Billion to assist and to give us uh, an investment strategy 101. So uh, school is in session on the Easy Desert podcast. Uh, Hugo, brother, how you doing, man? You well? I'm great, thanks. How are you? Oh, always good, man. Before we start talking about uh, investment strategies, as per normal, I've got a random money question for you. So if you could send yourself a money tweet, right, to your 16-year-old self, what would that tweet actually say? Be patient. <laughs> yeah at that age you're not patient you want everything to happen now 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 so i i completely agree that the patience is, is really important when it comes to money yeah that or maybe just don't stop learning um i think those two those two together would make a great tweet it definitely was. I'm very curious about your investment journey. And I know you started investing when you were very, very young. So, you know, when you started this this journey to, to investing, to owning the market, what are some of the obstacles that you needed to overcome? The biggest one, I'd say, and that's essentially, I think, why I started Fin Me Up um, or where we are now, is I was so desperate to learn, you know, and, and get a, a mentor. Um, I remember, so obviously I was, I was quite clueless on, on anything finances and, and business, but I had a LinkedIn profile, I think it was a very, very basic photo of myself as a 15 or 14 year old, um, but I tried to reach out to CEOs and to fund managers and just asking them if they want to be my mentor. Nobody replied except one, which was a, actually a CEO of a, the JC company, which I met later. Anyway, so I wanted a financial mentor and I just wanted to know how do you invest and, and how do you do it well? Um, and I was just obsessed with it. But I think because of that, 
I made a lot of mistakes as well because I, I didn't have the know-how and I made errors that, that lost me money at the end of the day, like buying and selling um, and thinking too short-term. And that's that's probably why I tell my younger self, be patient. If the share price falls 7%, I tend to sell. Those, those are big, probably my biggest challenges, getting that mentor and getting access to to quality education and information. I, I used to hide my pencil case from teachers because yeah, my phone was in there and I was, we just read about stocks and read about investing and looking at the share price movements every every two minutes. Um, that's also one thing I'd never recommend to my younger self again. Uh, you know, if you look at the share price every two minutes, it just doesn't do you good. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I'm laughing because a lot of the stuff that you were going through, I was going through, you know, so I'm very curious to know, you know, what advice do you have for those who are new to investing, experiencing the same obstacles? So wanting to get some sort of guidance, uh, sometimes panicking, sometimes uh, not being patient, not making the right uh, decisions. What advice do you have for people that are currently in that space right now? You know, first of all, it's great. The younger you start, the better. Um, I'm a firm believer of that. Uh, you know, whether it's business, whether it's investing, you are going to make mistakes. And the younger you make mistakes, the, the smaller those mistakes would be in financial terms and the faster you will learn. So first of all, well done. Secondly, really understand what you are investing in. And, you know, ETFs are a great option if you want to get invested, but but don't have the know-how or the will to understand and research companies, ETFs are great. You know, it's it's access to the markets, low fees, and it's just managed for you. It's it's a great accumulator. But if you want to invest in individual companies, try to understand as much as you can. You know, any research won't hurt you. Try to understand the industry. Try to understand the company. Research what other people are saying. If there's any news articles or other post articles or stock updates or anything like that, um, and don't try to think too short term. You know, if you if you tell yourself you're in it for the long term, you have to be in it for the long term. And, and I think we are all guilty of that. You know, once when we buy a company, we're like, yeah, we're going to be in this for five, five years plus. We believe in the long term vision, whatever. And then the share price falls 20 percent and then we sell. Or let's say the share price doubles, but the company is still doing great and it falls 10 percent. Then we sell because we already made a profit. Really understand why you're buying something and then stick to that conviction. But make sure your conviction is, is backed with, with your own research um, and, and something you can fall back on. And also diversify. Um, I know previously I said I, I don't over-diversify, but I'm definitely not under-diversified. Uh, diversification is just a, a hedge against our own, I, I guess, ignorance. You know, because sometimes we can think we understand something completely. And then the 1% scenario happens that we didn't think will happen. So diversification is also great. Um, and just con- continuous learning. Learn every day. Learn every Learn as much as you can um, from from experts, from you know speakers like uh, Peter Lynch and, and Warren Buffett and, and those guys who's, who's done it before. Yeah, I, th- I think that's some great advice. And of course, people can also download uh, the Finmi app, which I think is a great resource. And you know, in previous discussions, you've spoken about the mentors, uh, all the types of new information that is there. So if you are struggling with information that isn't complicated, that isn't uh, you know with so much jargon that you don't understand, I think that's a, a great place to start. Would you would you agree with that? Yeah, most definitely, I would agree with that. Um, so. You know, one thing that we, we did the past few years was we realized if we really want to reach the masses and, and influence and, and make a difference to the masses, we can't be the only content creators. And that's actually why we've partnered with some of the, you know, 
some amazing mentors that's now on the app. Um, you, you can see all of their names there, and they, they post content uh, on a daily, on a weekly basis. It's it just brings different perspectives, and the more quality perspectives we can get from people who you know who know a lot, the the better it is for everyone, and uh, the more people we can reach. So. Yeah, I definitely recommend, but I'm obviously biased, but I'd recommend the FinMeUp app for learning and information. You know, there's in, it's not just investing, there's also financial education and tips. Uh, um, I mean, it, which fits our vision, but there's a lot on investing on specific companies, research, but also investing tips uh, and so on. And also daily stock market highlights. So if you just want to stay informed, we post about, uh, you know, all the, the main highlights of JSE and US shares every day on the app. Uh, and it's all for free. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, Hugo, when, when investors are new, right, in, in, in this space, they're often advised to have an investment strategy. What on earth is an investment strategy? I think it's, it's, too, it's too complicated at times, you know, referring to strategy. I think you should just stick to what works for you. This morning, I had a, a meeting with, with one of my good friends. He's an amazing entrepreneur. He's, he's built two businesses now that's doing very, very well. And then he just talked to me about, he realized he's better at making money than managing money. So, so he's rather investing in just ETFs, you know, something that's very simplistic. Um, and that's a strategy that works for him. He makes money through building businesses. He, he either invests in his own business or invests in, you know, the low risk or what he understands. I know he has a bit of crypto as well, but anyway. So I think strategy is, it shouldn't be complicated. It should just be, you know, what works for you and cut what does not work for you. So I've, I've learned what, what does not work for me. So that's, that's not, no longer part of my strategy. And what I've seen works for me is investing in companies that I've, I've done a lot of research on and that I back myself, that I back my research, that I, that I back those companies and, and sticking to them um, and, and sticking to the plan. I think part of the strategy is that you should stick to your plan. So a plan and a strategy is, is probably different things. The plan is, for example, I'm going to invest in this company continuously over the next two years or in an ETF or whatever. Then to stick with that, uh, you know, unless something fundamentally changes, but to, to stick with your, your plan and that should be your strategy. You know, don't over, overthink the, the entire strategy thing. Just stick to, to what, what works for you and that fits your personal, you know, risk appetite. If you are a low risk appetite investor, you know, don't put all your money in, in just two stocks. You know, invest in an ETF or diversify. If you say so it depends on your personal preference as well. I think that definitely makes sense. I was actually talking to, to another investor about this the other day, and I agree. I think people overcomplicate it. And I see it as, as three things, right? The one is who are you? You know, the second is what do you want to achieve? And lastly, is all of this reflected in your portfolio? So if you yeah. are thinking of building wealth is that reflected in your portfolio? So, you know, then you stay away from the very risky things, you know what I mean? So whoever you are and what you want to achieve, is it reflected in the way that you're choosing your stocks? So if you are keen on building wealth, but you don't really understand individual shares, then ETFs is where you need to be, right? Because that also reflects a little bit of your personality. You're not a risky person. So, you know, I always say it comes down to these three things. Who are you? What do you want to achieve? And then is that reflected in the way that you invest? Um, and and, 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 I, and I agree with you. I think people overcomplicate uh, this thing. So let's talk a bit about, you know, what are then the downsides of not having an investment strategy? So these are individuals that are just investing for the sake of investing. There is no direction. Uh, there's no reflection of goals of what they want to achieve. What are some of the downsides to, to, to that? 
Yeah, I think it can lead to irrational behavior. You know, when whenever I bought a company just because I bought it with, without a strategy or a plan, I usually sold it at the wrong time. And I bought it at the wrong time. I did both at the wrong time because there was no strategy or plan. You know, I'm, and I'm contradicting myself. I'm saying don't have, you know, don't overthink strategies, but don't also not have a strategy or a plan because it, it is essential for, for long-term investing because investing is a roller coaster. You're going to lose money, you're going to make money, um, it's going to go up, it's going to go down. People are going to say a lot of stuff, so you're going to hear good things, you're going to hear bad things. So it's, it's, it's an emotional roller coaster and essentially stock prices are driven by emotions. So just make sure that you stay in control of, of your emotions um, and the way to do that is by understanding. Understanding leads to, to control. So yeah, just to stay control and, and not having a strategy is, is more risky than having a strategy. So, you know, learn from, from other strategies. I think if you Google Warren Buffett's investing strategy, there's not going to be a specific strategy that he has. He doesn't have a, like a set workbook, but the more you understand a company, that fits part of your strategy. So understand financial metrics. Uh, you know, that's a great start. You know, learn what is return on equity, return on assets, return on investment, why it's important, revenue growth, earnings per share. All of these things are important to know because then you can look at companies and understand the company better because you understand their financials better. At the end of the day, you invest in their financials. If your only strategy is to learn as much as you can, that's also a great strategy. It's better than having no strategy. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely agree. And, and I think you're right. I think, you know, one of the risks and the downsides of not having an investment strategy is there's a lack of vision. There's a lack of planning. You change directions all the time. One minute you're buying, the next minute you're selling. And you end up actually losing money and you're not building your wealth. Uh, so I, I, I definitely agree with you. Uh, would you agree that, you know, one's investment strategy has to be flexible? Because we're living in a world where things are changing at a rapid pace. Uh, so there needs to be some space for flexibility. And maybe it even touches on, on what your investment strategy looks like. Do you have a little bit of some flexibility in it? To sort of change yeah. directions if, if need be. There's something massive happening in, in, in the world and you sort of need to just change, change it up a little bit. I think not necessarily change, just rather spot new opportunities. Um, so some things change, definitely, like industries. Like I wouldn't now invest, you know, a specific com combustion engine company, you know, because it's moving to electric vehicles or, you know, I, I don't own any oil stocks and I, I probably never will. And, you know, I know oil went was a great investment the past two years, like Sussel and so on. But I know that the world is moving away from oil. So I'm not going to invest in oil. You know, if you look at, at Saudi Arabia, they're building so much infrastructure and stuff because they they are the kings of oil and stuff. But they know there's there's also the future isn't too bright long long term with with oil. But I'm, I'm no expert at it, so I'm not going to you know comment further on that. I could be very very wrong. But I'm not going to invest in that. First of all, I don't understand well enough how the, the industry works, and second of all, it's trends that are changing. But certain things are going to be the same forever like return on investment for a company or return on invested capital it was important 100 years ago it's going to be important in 100 years time so certain metrics and certain aspects of a business should not change in your strategy if you say you're only investing in companies with a return on investment above 15 percent you know that would have been good 100 years ago it's going to be good in 100 years time you know some of the the metrics i look at is that like the return on investment the return on equity Insider ownership is also something because skin in the game is everything. What's that other quote? Show me the incentive and I'll show you the outcome. You know, when insiders have ownership, they're going to take ownership and they, they, they're probably going to work hard to, to see the share price rise as well. 
you know also i'm not the biggest investor in dividends like companies that pay a lot of dividend i know it's a great strategy for many just it's just a personal like personally i'm not a too big a fan of dividends i'd rather like a, like for example sensova which is one of my biggest companies now i think it is my biggest now they prefer buying back their own shares because their focus is building value per share where some companies would rather just pay all the cash out in, in dividends so i'm more of a you know a preference towards you know like reinvesting capital or, or buying back shares so yeah there's, there's three things I, I think i'm saying mainly and that is some trends change so some strategies should also adapt but those are the, the minimum but some stay the same forever like certain metrics will be important for a long time and then thirdly it, it also depends on your personal preference and interest um you know for me to to include oil in my strategy is going to be just adding a lot of admin for myself because i have no interest in learning about the industry but in order to invest in something that you need to understand at least a little bit about it so yeah yeah i, I definitely love what you're saying you know as you're speaking i keep thinking about you know your, your investment strategy is almost like a recipe right you're building this recipe and you're putting things in and out and my recipe and your recipe is going to be very different but there's things that could consistently change it and it's it's a little bit about conviction it's a little bit about patience it's a little bit about that willingness to to change it up when it makes sense but essentially it's your recipe and it needs to be a reflection of how much risk are you willing to take which industries are you interested in who are you essentially yeah so just on that i mean if you take warren buffett one of the you know the greatest investors ever he didn't invest in any technology companies you know he didn't invest in apple google amazon facebook any of those companies back in the day sure now he has apple but his strategy he, he didn't need to invest in these tech names because he he didn't really find interest to under i don't know what what his reasoning was but his speciality and his strategy did not include you know these tech names and it worked for him he, he still delivered amazing returns where some investors focused on the the future everybody knew technology was the future that's why amazon and google and these companies did so well you know so asking warren buffett about you know many people say crypto is the next part uh, or web3 uh, you know if you can ask warren buffett about web3 and someone who is a, a tech addict uh, you know a software developer but it's also an investor he's going to give you a completely different answer and his strategy is completely different than Warren Buffett's and at the end of the day you know both could do really well you know back your interests and back back your own understanding yeah absolutely love that and and it goes back to you know his recipe is very specific to him but he is willing to sort of you know be a bit flexible so he looks at what's happening in the industry and what you mentioned is really important the trends in an industry are very very key to determining when do you keep your recipe the same or when do you shift it out so that definitely makes sense uh, you know another thing i was wondering as you were speaking is does it ever then become necessary to bring in a financial advisor a, a mentor of some sort to help you craft your investment strategy definitely um in my opinion so that is also why we we launching Finmap financial advisors um so we we took the past year to set up all the necessary licenses and and all of that so we are launching Finmap financial advisors because frankly not everybody wants to do their own research and not everybody wants to educate themselves on finances so for us to reach our vision we need to reach both people that that take the time to educate themselves and those who don't want to they just want to trust somebody with their finances which is obviously a very big responsibility but there is definitely a space for financial advisors and and mentors 
um, and I think it's, it's very crucial. You know, one of the, the team members in our team that's now becoming a financial advisor, I love talking to him, you know, with some shares I probably know more than him, but with certain financial aspects he knows more than me. Um, so having that mentor or somebody that keeps you accountable on just a different strategy than your different know-how, uh, I think is very crucial. You know, like I said, it's also almost a diversification if you have a, a financial advisor or mentor. Uh, and I think there's definitely a space for both for do it yourself uh, or get someone to do it for you. And I think that app developments and what you guys are looking to do definitely uh, adds onto that. Uh, what last words of wisdom do you have for those that are new to investing? They're getting quite overwhelmed with all of the jargon, all of uh, the different aspects of investing particularly in relation to strategies take it step by step i can name 10 ratios now which is going to scare you away but if i mention those 10 ratios just learn one by one every day you know there's still going to be investing opportunities in 50 years time you don't need to rush into anything rather just understand first so you know for example let's just say return on investment you know take a whole day just understand what is return on investment go look at a few companies what is return on investment um, what is their return on investment interest you know find that interest in, in in what you are doing so i think the next point is probably very very you know suitable for where we are now we are seeing a bear market to an extent especially in the u.s markets it's it's not as easy as it was in 2020 or 2021 where you just buy something and it just goes up and these things happen you know recessions happen but if you just look at the history you know, we've been through wars, we've been through bubble pops, we've been through recessions, we've been through so many things. And yet, if you zoom out, the stock market goes up. If you invest in quality companies or in ETFs, don't just panic when things are, are, are down. Like Warren Buffett says, don't own a stock for, for 10 minutes if you can't own it for 10 years. <laughs> you know, it's, that's, it's much easier said than done. You know, think about the long-term perspective and don't stop when you, you, you are losing money. Rather take it as learning lessons to, to get the next win. Um, you know, with investing, you're always going to lose some, you're going to win some. Just try to win more than you lose. Then you are successful. If you just continuously learn from your mistakes and also learn from your successes, at the end of the day, you make it. So take it step by step. Use resources like the FinMeUp app. Um, I'm sure you'll, you'll find a lot of value there if you just go on it for five minutes or 10 minutes a day. But, but just don't give up and, and think long term. Invest in what you understand learn as much as you can how you build wealth essentially there's, there's two aspects of it the first aspect is you have to accumulate get money and that is either through your own side hustle or your salary you know or starting your own business whatever you have to get money and then you have to grow that money and to grow you need to invest i don't know how else you, you can grow that money other than working for it yourself make money by working and then invest what you have and with this accumulation, the, the better you budget, the, be the more you save, the, less, the more you cut on unnecessary spending habits. At the end of the day, the more you'll be able to save, the more you'll be able to invest. And just go read about compound interest or just Google compound interest graphs and you'll just see the beauty of investing in the long term. So just be consistent. If it's just every month, you know, just a little bit, little bit, little bit. You'll, you'll reap the benefits at the end of the day, but also don't invest money you can't afford to lose. So, yeah, this is a few things that come to mind. Yeah, some tips and tricks uh, from Hugo, the CEO and founder of the FinMe app. It's all about investment strategy 101. Thank you so much for schooling us, brother. 
like I'm also still learning every day. So, um, but it's great to for this platform. Thank you. Yeah, and that's the beauty of investing to all our listeners on the Easy Does It podcast. It is a journey, so you've got to take it step by step. And we've created amazing episodes around investing one on one with Simon Brown. We had the Queen of ETFs, uh, Narina Fissa, doing an ETFs one on one. We spoke about the psychology of money and investing. It is definitely a journey, and the investment strategy is the recipe you create and a recipe doesn't just come out of thin air uh, you need to start from somewhere and then start to finesse it slowly but surely thank you so much for pressing play on the easy does it podcast your cool guide to investing thank you for pressing play on the easy does it podcast a big shout out to you for hanging out with us don't forget to subscribe we are on spotify and apple podcasts let us know what you think of this episode on twitter and insta our handle is at easy equities